Welcome to Retire Simply, a show designed to take the fear out of retirement unknown and replace it with joy, freedom, and confidence. Your hosts are Scott and Angela Winstead, a husband and wife duo who share their industry knowledge in a fun and casual way to help steer you in the direction of your retirement goals and dreams. Having worked with hundreds of families in the area over the last decade, they've learned some common themes that are standing in the way of people having the retirement they imagine. Join them as they give you tips and tools to navigate the world of retirement, to make it uncomplicated and simple. This is Retire Simply. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Retire Simply Podcast. I'm Scott Winstead. And I'm Angela. And we're happy to be bringing you another episode this week talking about life insurance and how it can be used in your overall retirement plan. I think this is one of the main things that a lot of people um, get tripped up on a little bit, right, Angela? Sure. We've never been taught to think about it this way. So when we uh, are nearing retirement, we're entering a brand new stage of our lives. And so it would only make sense that we would look at things a little bit differently than we used to. And life insurance is one of those things. Yeah. You know, we talked a couple weeks ago about how a lot of times folks um, think, hey, I'm retired. You know, the house is paid off. The kids are out of school, out of college. They're grown. They have kids. What do I need life insurance for? And so uh, today we wanted to just talk to you a little bit about how do you actually implement this, this incredible tool into your overall plan um, and make it work for you in, uh, I would say, probably a couple of creative ways that a lot of people aren't familiar with. So we all know that life insurance can be used for covering an expense, right? Or a debt or something like that if you Mm -hmm. pass away, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, But what most folks aren't familiar with is how else it can be used. So there's really two types of uh, camps we see when we use life insurance for folks, okay? Um, The first would be to help someone or a couple possibly uh, pay for care while they're alive. Now, some folks call this long-term care. Um, But it doesn't just have to be for a nursing home. It doesn't have to just be used if you go someplace. It could be for any type of care you might need, but it's a living benefit. So that's kind of contradictory to a lot of people is, well, wait a minute. I thought life insurance could only be used and I get the benefit when I die. What do you mean I can use it while I'm alive? Yeah, right, right. It only pays out when I die. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So how do you do that? Well, with a lot of the policies today, obviously, if you qualify, so you have to qualify medically for this, but on a lot of the types of life insurance that we use today, we have a option on there. Sometimes it's referred to as a rider. Um, there can be a charge for it. There cannot be a charge for it, depending on how it's built. But really what that option allows someone to do is use the life insurance proceeds early, right? While they're alive, mm-hmm. tax-free typically, mm-hmm. um, for any sort of care they may need. Okay, while they're alive. So how do you qualify for this? Well, well what, let's talk about what it's called. Yeah, so it's called a, well, you're here referred differently, but yeah. typically it's it's called an accelerated death benefit or an ADB. And I know that in our previous podcast, Scott kind of shared what an accelerated death benefit is. Remember the death benefit is what we're used to with life insurance, right? After someone passes away, it pays out that amount of money. Let's say it's $100,000. 
That's the death benefit. Well, this one's accelerated and that that is the big differentiator that allows us to use it while we're alive. That's right. So um, accelerating that death benefit to yourself can be a good hedge to your uh, care when you may need that as you get older in retirement. Unlike a traditional, possibly long-term care insurance policy where you pay the premiums for it, and if you pass away of old age in your sleep and you never need care, um, typically those premiums stay with the insurance company and you're kind of out or your family's out the money you put toward it. This allows you uh, to be able to have access to money if you need it for your care. But if for some reason you don't need care and you pass away of old age in your sleep and and never need that care, it'll still pay out the tax-free life insurance. I like how you say that lots of times. It's, you know, no matter if you use it or you don't, someone's getting the money. That's right. As your family or you are getting the money. So how do you qualify for needing the uh, ADB money, the life insurance money for your care? Well, there is is kind of a standard set of guidelines put out in the long-term care uh, industry, and they have um, what they call activities of daily living. So these are six things, there's six of them, Mm -hmm. that basically the long-term care industry has come out and said someone should be able to to perform all six of these things without assistance um, normally, right? So what are those six things? Well, it's uh, feeding yourself, dressing yourself, toileting, continence. Transferring. Transferring, walking, moving and bathing. Yep. So those are six things that under normal circumstances, a healthy adult typically can do by themselves. Well, to qualify to use the life insurance money for care, or even if you have a standalone long-term care insurance policy, to qualify to be able to start using the benefits, a physician has to certify that you're no longer able to perform two out of those six on your own, on your own without assistance. So when you can't qualify for two out of those six, that's when you have access typically to the benefits to start using them. Mm -hmm. So, um, give you a quick example, right? My grandfather was a butcher for his whole life for the most part, um, over 40 years and toward the tail end of his life, He was unable to button his shirt well and feed himself well, so dressing and feeding, because he developed really bad arthritis as he being in those from being in the meat lockers. That's right. Um, Which, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned his nickname was the surgeon. Right. (laughs) That's a cool nickname. Yeah, it's a cool nickname if you're going to be a butcher (laughs) being called the surgeon. But anyway, so he was unable to perform two out of those six. So had he had this type of insurance. Right then, we would have had access to the money to be able to help him uh, toward the tail end of his life and get him, you know, any other care. Now, fortunately, we had other plans for him um, in terms of that, but that would be an example of two out of the six. So it's being able to not perform those uh, activities of daily living for a certain amount of time certified by a physician. Yeah. So if you have that, certified by a physician, then typically what you'd be able to do is utilize your life insurance money early while you're alive for your care. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean you have to be going to a nursing home? No. What it means is you can use it for anything you want 
in terms of helping you pay for your care. So that could be um, someone coming into the house and, you know, running errands for you or cooking meals for you. Yep. We find that different policies have different specifics. So it's important to read into those and know exactly what they are. But generally speaking, that is absolutely correct. Of course, this isn't a blanket statement for every company and every product out there, but it is a generality. So you could have someone come in and help you. You could um, maybe use some of that money if you needed to remodel the house or or something like that to to help get around better. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it's really important that you understand what you have. Um, in terms of the type of product that you're getting and the insurance that you're getting. And don't forget, if you're talking to us, we'll always explain all of it to you and of make course. sure that you thoroughly understand it. That's what we do. <laughs> but we want to make sure that you you at least have some coverage because a lot of times folks think, well, um, you know, I don't have any long-term care. I'd say the vast majority of folks don't have any long-term care mm-hmm. insurance. And when we talk and I ask or we ask about, well, what's the plan for that? It's either, well, I'll just pay for it when the time comes, right? Mm-hmm. Out of out of my assets. Mm-hmm. Or I don't really have a plan for that. I don't know where the money's going to come from. We'll figure it out when we get there, which and is not a good option. Neither one of those is a really great option typically. Um, and here's why. Most folks that have the means right? The amount of assets to be able to pay for their long-term care, just write a check for it. Most of the time when you're getting that money to pay for that care, there's usually a tax consequence involved. Mm -hmm. So what do I mean by that? Well, oh, you know, we did most of our saving in a 401k or an IRA. Hey, we've got 5 million bucks in there. That's wonderful. Do you have enough money to probably pay for your long-term care? Yes, you do. However, what happens to the money that we pull out of those accounts? A hundred percent of that is taxed at whatever ordinary income tax rate you fall in, Mm -hmm. which means let's say you're in the 25% tax bracket for every dollar that I need for care. I've got to take a dollar 25 out Mm -hmm. because that quarter is going to the IRS Mm -hmm. for me to get that dollar. Well, now I'm taking more out than what I need to just to get that dollar, which can deplete an account very, very quickly. Yeah. The other thing to think about if you're thinking, well, I'll just write a check for it, is is that money that you're going to uh, uh, use coming out of an account that's invested in the market? You know, what would have happened if you needed to write a $10,000 or $20,000 check one month and it was this March or this April when the pandemic hit and the stock market dropped 30%. Yeah, you lock in those losses when you take that money. That's out. right. Now I'm having to sell a, you know, an investment that's down 30% to raise the money to be able to have to pay for my care. So again, not necessarily another ideal situation. So I'm not saying self-insuring can't be part of the plan. It absolutely can. Mm-hmm. You just want to make sure that if you're going to self-insure, that the money that you're going to do that with is set up very differently than just your regular investment accounts. Yeah. And you know, um, one of the things that I find too, when I'm talking with people about long-term care and just kind of planning everything out, if they just know for certain that they have a bucket of money that's kind of dedicated towards that long-term care, like when they, they know that in the future, if or when they have an occurrence where they're going to need it, 
their family knows exactly where to go to get that money out of the life insurance of the ADB. Mm-hmm. And that is very calming, just knowing exactly where it is. Yep. And that's that's really what we talk about a lot. You know, most people don't want to be a burden to their family. Mm-hmm. And so making sure you have a plan for this um, is how you make sure that you're not a burden and you're doing the responsible thing. But not to get off on a completely long-term care tangent, because we will be talking about that um, in, in kind of future episodes. It is. In general, though, the life insurance with the ADB can solve that issue for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So most people aren't aware of that. They're, they didn't know life insurance can actually do that. So that's one way that it can be incorporated into your retirement plan as an additional resource for your care versus just, oh, what do I need life insurance for? I don't have a mortgage and the kids aren't in college anymore. Yep. And I just want to put one more tag on there. This isn't just kind of a willy nilly life insurance. You have to know what you're doing. It has to be specialized just for this. So don't think you can just go grab it off the shelf. Yeah. It's not the Gerber, the Gerber policy, nope. right? That, nope. that, uh, we we've seen. So that would be one way that you can use life insurance into your overall plan. The second way that typically we help folks utilize life insurance is we mentioned a couple months back, uh, several episodes back. I would encourage you if you haven't listened to the tax episodes that you go back and listen to those. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that we mentioned in those episodes were there are really two tax-free places is to put money. And again, what do we mean by tax-free? We mean your money grows tax-free inside of these accounts. You can take it out tax-free and you can pass it on tax-free. Doesn't that sound nice? Yeah, it sounds wonderful. That's right. So listen, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have a question, now's your chance. You can scroll down under the episode and you'll see this week's offer. It's really a link to my calendar for a 15-minute introductory call. Click on schedule your call and it'll take you right to my calendar. I look forward to chatting with you soon. So the two types of tax-free accounts that are out there, one being a Roth account. Most most people have heard of that, Roth IRA, or if you're still working, possibly a Roth 401k. The second being permanent life insurance. Now, last week we talked about the different types of life insurance, so we're not going to get into permanent and what all those things are. Um, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that episode if you didn't. But permanent life insurance can be a tremendous place to put money, have it grow tax-free, and you can utilize it while you're alive, typically for anything you want tax-free. Now, again, do we need to probably put the caveat in there? It's got to be designed properly. It's got to be set up specifically for this. Mm -hmm. So again, it's not the uh, colonial life possibly or something like that that you hear just come across your screen um, on a commercial. However, These are the types of insurance policies that are designed for folks to be able to put money into to have tax-free benefits to use while they're alive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. And again, most people don't know or haven't been shown how life insurance can be used for tax-free income in retirement, for um, tax-free availability, uh, regardless if it's you need income or maybe you just need a tax free or tax sheltered place to put money when things are forced upon you, mm-hmm. right? We talked about at age 72 now um, with those IRAs and 401ks and the money you have to take out of those accounts and you have to pay taxes on that. It's been our experience that if it were up to most folks, right, they they would they would just leave the money in there. They don't necessarily need the ten or $20,000 that has to come out of that account. Exactly. 
And so when they start looking at it, they say, well, what the heck am I going to do with this money? I don't need it. You know, I've got the RV, I've got the boat, I've got the lake house, whatever it is. I'm, I'm not going to just frivolously spend it. So what do I do with it? And we're really limited in what we can do with it, right? I mean, yeah, you, you could put it in the bank, right? Yeah. You could put it in the bank. Yeah. And when that grows a little bit, you pay a little bit of tax on that, mm-hmm. right? You could... um I guess spend it if you really wanted to. Most we, people don't do that. Yeah, and we find that people who are savers don't just typically start spending like crazy in retirement. If you were once a saver, you're typically yeah. always a saver. Um, you know, you could, you know, really reinvest it, right? You could take it and go put it in an investment account and try to grow it, which is what we find most people want to do. Okay. And when you think about that, again, from a tax planning perspective, here I had an account that I was forced to take money out of. I had to pay tax on that money. And then I took what was left and I put it in an account. So when that account grows and I sell things or take money out of there, I can pay taxes again. And so life insurance, when set up for tax planning purposes, makes a tremendous tax shelter because once the money goes into that life insurance policy, it's typically then all done with the IRS. You don't pay any more tax on it. So people say, well, how do I come up with the life insurance premiums? Where do I come up with this money? I don't want an extra bill added to my bottom line. Well, wouldn't it be great that if you knew you were going to have mandatory distributions and we can calculate those for you, we can tell you what those mandatory distributions look like uh, typically. To be able to say, oh, I've got this life insurance policy over here that I'm always going to take money because I'm, I'm mandated to out of my taxable retirement account. I'm going to just turn around and put it over into my life insurance policy and it's going to accomplish a couple things. Number one, I'm going to make sure I'm not going to be taxed on that money again. All right. I'm going to have access to that money while I'm alive for retirement purposes. I'm going to have access to another bucket of money that's tax free for my care. And if there's anything left in this thing, by the time I pass away, it's going to pass on to my estate, my family, my beneficiaries Mm tax-free. So it makes a great, great vehicle for that. So that's another way to incorporate life insurance into your overall retirement plan. So the two areas being, you know, using it for your care with the ADB, accelerated death benefit, and for tax sheltering purposes, tax planning purposes. Okay. If you haven't looked at life insurance like that in terms of your overall retirement plan, we're happy to help you look at it. Okay. We're happy to help you see where it can fit into your overall plan. All right. Just feel free to give our office a call if you have questions on that. That number is 817-328-6152. That's 817-328-6152. We will talk to you next week. Have a fantastic day and we look forward to talking with you soon. Bye-bye. This has been another week of Retire Simply. Thanks for listening. And remember, anyone can save money, and just as easily, anyone can run out of money. But it takes skill and a plan to take what you've saved and not run out. If you want to listen to more episodes or learn more about Compass Retirement, go to retiresimplypodcast.com. That's retire simplypodcast.com 
scroll to the bottom of the page to set up your 15-minute call to get your plan started right now. Tune in next week as we talk about risk and the election. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Compass Retirement, Inc. are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Compass Retirement, Inc. is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Compass Retirement, Inc. Hypothetical examples have been provided for illustrative purposes only. It does not represent a real-life scenario and should not be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.